Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey listeners, if you haven't checked your email, you might want to because I finally did put out a newsletter. And if you'd like to receive it, you can always subscribe on senseofsoulpodcast.com, the inner compass newsletter at the bottom of, I think, almost every page. Just wanted to let y'all know about a few upcoming events and share with you what's new for Sense of Soul. One of the events I highly recommend you look into is one coming up for this leap year day. It's going to be a cosmic event. Jennifer Mitchell is going to facilitate a two-hour quantum leap experience for us for only $29. And if you're a Patreon member, you even get 25% off of that. You cannot beat that. So I suggest you go check that out either on Sense of Souls Patreon, or I'll even put the link to register in the show notes. And for today's episode, we have Summer McStravick. She's a longtime leader in personal development and a featured speaker, author, and teacher. Summer was the creator of Hay House Radio, as well as hundreds of Hay House podcasts and webinars. Not only was Louise Hay her boss, but she also co-hosted a weekly radio program with Dr. Wayne Dyer. She got to build programs for people like Susie Orman, Greg Braden, Marianne Williamson, and Jerry and Esther Hicks. But then Summer was faced with many challenges, but that didn't stop her. Summer turned her pain into purpose. She became the founder of the technique called flow dreaming. It's a practice, a devotion, a modality for healing and a life-changing manifesting practice. And today has created a life that has flowed exactly as it was meant to. Not only is Summer a master manifester, she's a master creator. She has wrote books, created over 38 courses. She's traveled the world lecturing. She's also the host of Flow Dreaming, still kind of woo-woo podcast, and I can't wait to learn more. So please welcome the Flow Dreaming mastermind herself, Summer. Hi, Summer. Hi, Shanna. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Great. I was just <laughs> listening to still kind of woo woo. Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good. Good. Good topics too. Reminds me of my purpose with my podcast at the beginning. You know, when my co-host Mandy and I started, we wanted to hit those topics that you know we got so many questions about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been podcasting for 19 years now. So <laughs> <laughs> tells how you tells tells you how old I am. <laughs> Called I it radio. In one of my last interviews, she does a lot of stage work. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I would say welcome to my stage, but that's not what Sense of Soul is. I'm like, wait, welcome into my space. Like you're coming here to have coffee with me. Yeah. You know, and and just chat about the woo-woo. I am. I am having coffee oh, with you. Oh, yay. So All right. there we go. Oh, I right? love your cup. What's on your cup? I see a hand. 
it's a just a beautiful hand oh. the seeing eye yes I love it mm. My, what do I have oh mine says you're doing great oh I can't you're read it from great. here but it's wonderful <laughs> yeah <Cheers. laughs> No, but thank you so much. I'm super excited to have um, this conversation. And I and I also want to learn about your your method of flow dreaming. But, but where are you joining us from? I'm in sunny San Diego. You could tell. Oh, so I'm okay. just, just coming in, lighting up one side of my body here. Yeah, yeah that'll so yep. We're about to get snow. I can tell. <laughs> I'm in Colorado. No. <laughs> yeah. I get, I, I get a lot of people, well, Colorado is not so bad, but sometimes I'm talking with people on the East coast and they're like, can you do 9am, you know, East coast time? And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be barely waking up at 6am. takes me an hour to like get my brain firing. <laughs> so I think Colorado that's the one beautiful. thing that's great about being in the middle, be the neutral ground when it comes to oh. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah, for beautiful sure. Beautiful Colorado. I have a friend who she's passed away. Unfortunately, she was one of my best friends since I was like in middle school. We were super, super like sisters. And she brought me to San Diego because she has um, family there. And we went to the Whaley house. Oh, yeah. I know the Whaley house. Uh, Everybody (laughs) knows the Whaley house. (laughs) And they had super good tacos across the street. Yes, they do. (laughs) In Old Town, Old Town, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So all the best Mexican restaurants there. I haven't been to the Whaley House in many years, but I did go to a haunted house when I was visiting my brother in Mississippi uh, last year. I forget the name of it. It was an old plantation. um, I think so. All I know is that we were there ghost hunting. So we arrived at like 9, 9 or 10 p.m., and they didn't they didn't close down the session till about three in the morning. And a small group of us just were we had all of our equipment. And I mean, it was it was kind of crazy. <laughs> it was, was it really the first weird. time you had done that? First time I've done it with equipment and with, yeah. you know, kind of people trying to do like a seance type thing. And um, it was really strange because, you know, I didn't want to stick my hand up and be like, I'm the only actual medium here. And I want to tell you something. This place has no ghosts. <laughs> There are no ghosts here, like literally no ghosts. There were a few hot spots yeah. uh, or places where there was some really, really funky energy, but more like residual energy. Yeah. Yeah. Because they shuffle so many people through and yeah. they do this, you know, constantly every yeah. single day. My feeling was that anybody who was hanging around, there were like way we're too done. much human energy here. Way too much, you know, like almost like they had driven all the ghosts out by overdoing it. Yeah. So it's really, really weird. Yeah. You know, I actually have, so at my house, I've actually had an investigation done here before and we got so much like, you know, cause you're looking for intelligence, right. For yeah. something to answer questions or mm-hmm. turn a light on when you ask. And I did not do it at nighttime. So three in the morning. No, <laughs> I was like daytime. I'll do it. This is <laughs> yeah. all I agree to. Yeah. Yeah. We got quite a bit. Just feel like in my area, you know, we, you know, I guess people didn't watch poltergeist before they built these homes. I mean, literally. (laughs) I watched that as a kid. I, it's one of the things that probably made me never want to see a horror film again. Right. Uh, Because I was like, "Mm -mm, not for me. No, mm -mm, don't fill my head with this stuff. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that little lady. Oh, mm-hmm. Freddy yeah. Krueger. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, not for Freddy Krueger. One, two, he's <laughs> coming for you. And then Elm Street, you know, no matter where yeah. I'm at, if I see Elm Street, I'm like, ooh. Yep. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? My best friend, when they were building her neighborhood, which is not, but maybe two miles away, they were finding thousand year old bones of natives. It's never a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. In my experience, you know, I feel like we're coexisting on all the layers all the time. Mm-hmm. So we're the physical layer. We are a non-physical layer. We're just, our focus is through the physical, but we're also quite aware through non-physical. So after my grandmother passed, I remember asking her if we could communicate, like, tell me what it's like out there. Like firsthand knowledge, please let me know. And one of the, the coolest responses that she gave me was, you know, whenever you need to go find somebody who's passed on, it's not like you have to travel. It's not like you're going to heaven or going to another side of the universe. There's no distance involved. She said, it's more like as soon as you bring their vibe, their beingness into you, you're there. There, there was no distance. That's the main thing. She said, so nobody is ever actually far away. It's just about where you're putting your consciousness at any given moment. Maybe I'm not even describing it right. No, but you it really are, shifted yes. how I reach people now. Yeah. I never feel like, oh, they're so far away. No. Right. It's just where I'm wherever I'm locating my energy to, to sync with their energy. So it's kind of like a holographic universe idea, I guess. Well, it's almost like using a phone. Contained. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna tap in right now to grandma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the girl that I told you had brought me over to San Diego. Yeah. She was really my first experience where I was just mm-hmm. like, I remember I was sitting outside in the garage smoking at the time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I heard just in my mind, she said like my name, but she said my name in only a way that she would say it. Yeah. Like nobody else yeah. says it that way. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. then I thought, then I had a conversation with myself like, wait a minute, am <laughs> I talking to myself or, or am I, is, is that it? you? And then yeah. I heard a clear, yes. It's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I got kind of like you did. I got some knowledge of, you know, how it was on the other side. And time was weird. Like I felt like I was in the garage smoking a yeah. cigarette for like 20 hours. But by the <laughs> yes. time I was done with the conversation, I still had like half of a cigarette left. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was so odd. But I'm not really one that does that a lot. Do you? When I, so I, again, I do a couple things, right? One of them is the intuition and mediumship aspect. The other is what, you know, flow dreaming. So when I go into flow state and I'm typically there for manifesting or just alignment, it's just part of my practice. I have the same sense that I don't know how much time goes by, usually a lot more than I'm aware of, because again, time like almost ceases to exist. Um, so I've had that experience <laughs> when I when I go there, but it is it's similar. So when I when I think about flow, I think about almost like a bi-directional force, you know, like currents of energy. There's AC and there's DC, right? There's putting information yeah. out into the world and there's pulling information in from the world. So either I'm creating and manifesting by putting information out into the world, or I'm receiving from all the information that's already existed. And we beings are basically little information units of information, right. That we call ourselves and our, our consciousnesses. 
So I can lose track in either, no matter which direction I'm moving in, mm-hmm. but there does completely seem to be a sense of entering something that our, our brains, I really feel like our human brains aren't completely wired to be in this space. It's like a 2D, you know, creature being in a 3D world. It wouldn't, yeah. it, 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 there's a layer that it's like struggling to interpret. I don't know what this is. Right. So our jobs is to figure out like, how do I interpret this space? you know, in this little tiny transistor radio of a brain that I have. And that for me always becomes the trick. And I think that's why there are gaps and there are, it's it's so difficult to, you know, scientifically define, although they've gotten a lot better at it. Yeah, but, right. And um, then you use big words that I don't understand, but like, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I follow a lot of the research. Like, what is it that I'm doing? <laughs> yeah. As opposed to just being this way. No, so, but I yeah. love how you think, because I think this as you're as you're talking and you're almost looking because you're looking for that other side of the veil (laughs) and this Uh is how I think so I'm following you completely and that flow state the first time I experienced that was when I was crocheting and quilting Mm -hmm. and you know where I'm like holy cow I've been doing this for five hours I've not drank my body is like stuck in this position (laughs) Yes. Yes. So take that. So that's, that's a, that's a really um, traditional flow state. Actually, when we become hyper-focused, when we're operating at peak efficiency, now imagine taking that same state and instead of doing a thing like a physical thing that becomes your interaction with your higher self or consciousness or creating or using your emotions. So that's for me, like taking that state to its highest potential creating that like divine alignment and connection and being in that kind of communication in that state. Yeah. Intentionally. Intentionally, as opposed to like most people just fall in accidentally. Robot. Like, yeah, well, like you're crocheting and suddenly like all the time has passed. So I, I'm like, well, let's, let's make that happen with intention. So you make yourself conscious of it. That for me, this is how I say that I know that I'm in that is when Mm. everything around me, every corner I turn, there's synchronicity, synchronicity. Oh my yeah. goodness. Oh my God. Yeah. I just thought about yeah. you. I just said that. Yeah. I just did yeah. this. I think of that sometimes like, imagine that we all have a flow of being, right? And we started at birth and or pre-birth <laughs> and we're moving forward. And then we will transition someday and we will continue moving forward, continue collecting information and, and growing as beings. So if I imagine that as like threads of light, like, I mean, I, I try to visualize it. Like I said, it's really hard stuffing a lot of this in our little, you know, transistor radio brain. But if we imagine that, like, we're these little streams of light and that light carries information, right? Little photons of information. And we all have a natural direction that we've already been like, like a beam of, from a flashlight. Like it's, there's a, there's a, there's a flow to us mm-hmm. and yours and mine cross right now. Yeah. Like we're crossing and we're intertwining our information together. Like you are literally becoming a piece of me right now. I am literally becoming a piece of you. I am now collected inside of your experience and you will take right. that with you for, I don't know, eternity. Yeah. It's kind of mind blowing when you look at it that way. So right. when you talk about synchronicity, think about all these little threads of light and being and things that kind of have a relation to one another, they would naturally start to like, like magnets, right? They'd naturally start to come together in their journey. And that's where you get those clusters, right? Saying, and and we say, what's going on? This is special. And often it is special. 
because there's something in this cluster that, you know, you've, you've brought in or you've attracted or, or you've right. created. And then we go forward and do our thing and new synchronicities and new things happen after we take some human action mm -hmm. in our life. That's a way of looking at it, right? That is amazing. It's freaking crazy. You just explain <laughs> yeah. synchronicity better than anybody I have ever, ever talked to. You know, the it, the work that I do is so strange because when I started, you know, doing my flow dreaming work 20 years ago, I strictly did it just to learn how to manifest. I wanted to push mm -hmm. the universe around, control as much as I could about my life. And that began my journey of completely unraveling that idea. <laughs> and instead... This this whole framework kind of came together um, with like thoughts like that, like, oh, is that how it works? Oh, is that what that means? Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that how that fits in? Oh, is that how astrology fits in? Is that how numerology fits in? Is that how, you know, intuition fits in? Is that how dead people and mediumship fit? Right. Instead of being this, this realm of all these different things, it all kind of works under one umbrella now in the way that I, I look. Like, you know, when you were talking earlier to shift a little bit about your friend, and the first time you heard her, like, and she said your name in only a way yeah. and you knew. So my, my term for that is she knows your energy signature. You know, her yes. energy signature. That's right. And, and for me, the energy signature is like, pretend you're, you're dead and you're looking for somebody and you're calling out John Smith and a hundred thousand, you know, consciousnesses <laughs> go, I've been called right. John Smith. You don't, you would never, ever do that. Right. You would actually yeah. sort of summon or let rise up and someone's got a weird connotation. You would let yeah. rise up in you a feeling of that person. And that, yeah. that feeling right there, that's their signature that you know them by that collection of who they are. And we all have that, right. And we're busy creating that every single day. And that's what I mean by I'm now part of your signature. You're part of my signature. A little bit of, you know, all the tinkering, all the experiences go bring up her feeling. Well, she must be close by or something. I mean, the San Diego thing. And now we're talking about this and, yeah, you know, some of my yeah. greatest, you know, my most special memories, you know, are of, of her there. Yeah. So yeah. there was this one time we were on that lake or something by there, or maybe part of the ocean. The it's bay. Like, oh, Bay. Yeah, we've got a beautiful and bay she's, here. She's doing that one thing. Have you ever seen it? It's like, my mom was chubby, my dad is chubby. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then she's yeah. like, oh, then, you know. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could just picture it so clearly. But, you know, we, yeah. we had, we laughed a lot. She was one of those friends that you just get together and yeah. laugh with. And that energy yeah. just never dies. Yes. Laughter, positive emotion, like all, all the work I do. It, it really boils down to energy and emotion, you know, bringing mm -hmm. the two together. That's it. And when you bring emotion into energy, you get spectacular things. It's like how you paint your requests into the world, essentially. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, laugh, have as much positive emotion. For me, laughing and crying are two sides of the same coin. And I mean, yeah. sometimes you cry so hard, oh, you yeah. laugh, or you laugh so hard, you cry. And or you laugh so hard you piss your pants, which <laughs> that's the really oh, good Wait ones. a minute. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh, nowadays I can cough and pee my pants. So we're good. <laughs> oh, you good. had four kids. <laughs> I've <Yeah>. only had two. <laughs> but, you know, let me ask you, is there a difference when I think about 
feelings. Like I'm moving into my crone, right? Yeah. There's all of a sudden this very distinct difference between feelings and emotions to me. Oh, yeah. 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 But wh- tell me what you think about that. When you say about well, bringing your emotions into energy, that just really hit me. Yeah. It's funny. Um, so I had, um, I had cancer, breast cancer, like eight years ago. And the result of that is I had to move into my crone, like young, like I was 43. It's not something, you know, I anticipated. I thought I had a longer, a much longer time in the middle, in the middle ground, but suddenly Mm -hmm. I felt like I was 53. And now that I'm like 52, I feel like I'm 62. And so I had to grapple with like, oh my God, what is this crone energy? Because for a long time, I was like, I'm not there yet. I will when I'm a grandma, when I'm this, when I'm that. And I had to go ahead and start embracing it. And one of the, one of the biggest realizations I've had is that my outlook on the things that I want has been shifting a lot. So a big part of my life was, you know, raise my family and, you know, put away for retirement and make a mark on the world and a lot of milestones to get through. Now it's a question of how do I want to live this next year? Um, what kind of experiences do I want to have? Uh, do I want to travel? Do I want to, you know, I'm thinking a lot more about legacy. You know, for a long time, my work was create, 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 make, teach, teach, teach. And now I'm like, how can I bottle all this up and put it on a shelf for future generations, even for my own kids someday? I'm going to leave this body of work for them. So I'm I'm shifting much more into that perspective of how do I pass things on? Now, I'm still kind of young to be saying that, but it's it's definitely entered my my field in my mind a lot, lot more. But to, to go back to like um, energy and, and feelings and emotion, I love emotion because it, like I said, my emotions are my constant cues as to what's working for me and what's not working for me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm oh. feeling tired or sad, there's something that I'm being alerted to. Hey, take a little time for your heart right now. You're missing someone. Let that be in you. If I'm feeling inspired, go in that direction, right? Everything falls in this, again, that polarity, right? The positive, negative. Negative polarity for me is just fine. I mean, I obviously don't want to stay in it, <laughs> but it's 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 also guiding. I always say it's like this. The bumpers on, if you go bowling, you know, when you have kids and they put the bumpers up so they don't get gutter balls the whole time. <laughs> I do that as an adult sometimes. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> the negative emotion are those are those gutter guides, right? Telling you don't go there, don't stay in that, don't go there. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's put you back in alignment again. Yeah. So um there's passing feelings that come through just because your hormones are shifting. And yeah, you can stand back and recognize those and go, oh, this is shifting through me right now. Mm-hmm. But the real depth of emotion for me is. Um, how do I want to communicate with my future and my greater self? I'm going to bring up feelings that tell it, literally sculpt it, imprint it with this is who I'm becoming. You, you're so wise and you're such a good teacher. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, It's called thousands of hours of practice. (laughs) I mean, I hear you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not over my head. <laughs> it's not going. <good. laughs> What's that word mean? Hold on a minute. Talk to me yeah. like I'm a kindergartner. Which you know, <laughs> Dyer was that way. Yeah. yeah, he was a great teacher in that way. Tell me about how you even came into this work. Oh my gosh. Okay, talk about synchronicities, right? I grew up in a very uh, woo-woo household. 
my mom does this work, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my great-great-grandmother were the oldest daughter of the oldest daughter of the oldest You're daughter, kidding. very witchy background. And so my my desire was to do anything but be like my family. <laughs> <laughs> You know how you are when you're a teenager, right? Yes. So I'm like, I'm going to go into publishing and I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be legit and like have a regular life and career. And so, um, of course, the first job that I land <laughs> happens to be for the biggest publisher of Mind, Body, Spirit books in the world. For I, I even yeah. tried hard not to get the job. It was that I was that resistant. Yeah. They hired me and I said, look, I, I'd prefer to be a freelancer. Can I give it two weeks? And if I hate it, can I go back to freelancing for you? And I can't believe they're like, sure. Wow. <laughs> Life again was just driving me right back into where I belong. Pulling um, you in. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, telling me, hey, you you really want to make the biggest difference in the world? It's not going to be in you know working with books and other people's, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. you you can do that and you're good at it and i did that for a decade but your your real work is what's guiding you and what do you want and need and i'm like well i want to be able to continuously um discover things solve things communicate things yeah. um creatively explore things i don't want any anybody any bosses telling me what i can or can't do remember after i left i said to myself i will never work for somebody else again ever and that just sunk in me and since then life has completely supported that so going back to Wayne you know he was he was one you know Wayne and Louise uh hey and Marianne Williamson Greg Braden they were just many of them <laughs> like they, they're people I work with every single day putting out all their radio programs oh putting out their audio books Life was saying, you, you're, we're still going to skill you up. And if it takes getting you comfortable and accepting of yourself, then that this is, this is how we're going to do it for you. So by the time I was finally uh, done with that experience, I was able to kind of check in and say, I have something to teach. I have something to say that might be, dare I say, on par or eventually, hopefully on par with some of these luminaries. Well, when you're because, hanging out with them all the time, I mean, you have to be yeah. deaf, dumb, or stupid to not get yeah. something from these. Exactly. People. That's yeah. the level of education. Like the universe yeah. gave me a Harvard level education in this. And you wouldn't get that if you're not, I would hope, Harvard level. So I've had to like yeah. constantly try to live up to Harvard level as a result, but it's a good thing. Because yeah. life kind of challenged me, like step in or just completely step out. Don't be mm -hmm. hanging in the in the mediocre middle oh. or the scared middle. So I stepped That's in big. all the way. That's big. Because in your intro, you talk about that stuckness. <laughs> yeah. You know, being stuck. I think everyone's experienced that in their life, you know, at some point, whether you're stuck oh, in a yeah. relationship, you know, whatever. Yeah. You're stuck at the grocery store, can't figure out what you're gonna eat for dinner. I mean, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and how we push through that because that that mediocre is, oh, yeah. you could stay in that for so long. Yeah. So you how do you do. push yourself through that? Well, you know, the mediocre, the stuck, the the weird middle, there's a, there's a bunch of different reasons you can land there. Yeah, I was going to say, um, is there a purpose for that place? I'm sure there is. Of course there is. There's nothing <laughs> that we do that we have to just run away from aside from right. maybe suffering. Right. <laughs> suffering is also a teacher. Right. Yes. But yes. okay. Imagine. So, right. We talked about, I live in San Diego. So 
I have the beautiful Pacific Ocean. The waves come into the shore and the waves slow out from the shore and the waves slow in and the waves throw out. It's like karate, it's like wax on, wax off, you know, karate kid. When the waves are coming into the shore, that's that's the period in our life when there's a lot of robust activity, right? We're just like making stuff and doing stuff yeah. and falling in love and being with friends and building and taking our kids, like all the yeah. activity. But then the activity will wane and it will it will pull out. Yes. And you'll be looking at the shore and you're like, there is absolutely nothing here. There is no energy. There's no water. There's no direction. What am I supposed to do? This, this is where I call like digestion. This mm. is where you walk along the, the beach and you and you find all the stuff that all that activity brought for you. All the shells and all the beautiful little pieces of yeah. sea glass in your life. You know, there's like a metaphor, right? Yeah. You're supposed to be absorbing, reflecting, and kind of receiving from all that information, digesting it. Because that wave is going to yes. come back in again. And Sometimes we like really fight it. We feel like, no, I don't want to be here. I don't like this. I prefer to be in the tumult of, of, of information and doing this because it keeps me busy and I don't have to think about things. Like if you think, you know, collectively the whole world, the last couple of years was in a pulling out of the waves and the water. So true. Everybody in the entire world, it's crazy. The whole world was literally forced inside their own homes and their own heads. Ever. Yeah, for like two years, like right. all of humanity was forced in right. to go into that thing. reflection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stuck is when the wave's coming back in, but maybe you're afraid to kind of move. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know if I, if what's going to happen next is good or if I should go there or yeah, I'm afraid. Like you just let the wave like touch your toes a little bit. Yeah. You're yeah. scared to fully, you know, ride the wave. Yeah. You know, I, I think too, like the older we get, you and I talked about this, we sometimes get afraid to shift into that next phase. We're looking backwards a little right. bit more often. And or we just let our hair go gray and say, fuck it, I'm riding the wave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, right before this, I was upstairs blow drying my hair and I was thinking, yeah. boy, I've really let it go. I've really, I have so much darker now and there's so much gray. Yeah. I'm letting mine go gray. I only have like like this much left. Uh, Looks nice and rich to me. Why (laughs) are we afraid of of becoming the wise woman? You know, that, you know, my grandma's was so just wise and beautiful to me. I remember pulling her skin up and thinking, why does that stretch so far? (laughs) Did you do that? I remember. No. No, I was not that cruel of a child, Janet. Oh, no, I I was being cruel. I just was like, this is stretchy skin. This is so cool. But Ah, yeah, you know, I think a lot of, I think women are, are, you know, our culture today and it just, it's really focused on youth, especially for women. You know, that's where most of our value is placed. It's yeah. the actress in her twenties, not the not the Judy Dentures of the world that that True. get all the attention, because our culture itself is based on youth. So yeah. it just with women, it happens to be, I think, maybe even more pronounced. So for us to say, I'm willing True. to shift into being wise, there's a little a tinge of and therefore invisible, 
right? So it's less supported for us to do this. So for us to, to go, no, I'm you know a, a wise woman now or the crone, right? We have to take the extra step emotionally and let ourselves feel like I may not be seen as much or I may not be taken as seriously. So we have to address that as we go into it, figure out how do we want to balance this, you know? Okay. So then I just had a, a visualization of mm -hmm. not so much riding the wave because maybe it might be a flop as, a, as, you, as you're like 90 years old trying to ride the But I just thought maybe <laughs> turning around and just surrendering and just letting it flow and becoming yeah. just part of it and just, yeah, yeah. Letting go. Just, yeah. I mean, like the work that I do, part of it is, remember how I said, like, I used to want to try to control everything. That's why a lot of people get into manifesting. I want the house. I want the money. I want the partner. I want, you know, yeah. now I recognize it's more like I, I can guide. Like I was saying, the captain on the ship, I'm, I'm steering the wheel. I'm saying, okay, life, I really want to enjoy these experiences and I want to enjoy these emotions from it. Like yeah. I want to love being a mom. I want to love feeling safe and secure in my, in my marriage, in my home, in my work. I want to, oh, these feelings. That's really what I want to feel, but I'm, I'm just guiding the, the ship itself is floating on the vast, vast ocean. Mm. The ocean is all of life. All that is, I can't force that ship forward no matter how I try. But I can decide if I want to go a little more this way or a little more that way. So there, that's my position with the universe. So the way that I kind of relate to it, the, the ocean will take me if I have to, not have to, but if I release into it, if I let go into it, sometimes it will take me places I didn't really want. There might be a storm, you know, a storm a coming, but then I can still guide my way through that storm. Yeah. So I get releasing is as much a part of my life now as directing in mm -hmm. in equal measure like totally at least i strive for it i have to say not perfect but that's what i strive for and i i try to notice am i doing a little more of one or a little less of another right now which one do i need to be doing right. or which one would am i out of balance with it like sometimes i encounter people who are so burned out so stressed out they've been mm. striving striving pushing grinding you know trying to make something been there. yeah yeah and I'm like, you're, you're way, you know, pushing Doing hard. Much. You're not letting go. You're not, you're not just allowing the pieces to come together. Yeah. You need to back off from all that action yeah. and you need to let that other aspect come in. Right. You're standing yeah. there and it's trying to get to you, but you're just so busy going this way <laughs> and that way. It can't even find you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, or I'll say, Hey, you know, when, when I'm creating with the universe, it's like a relationship. And sometimes we want to tell our partner, you pick me up at seven. We're going to this restaurant. Here's what you're going to wear. This is how clean the car should be. This is what you're going to order. This is what time we're going to end. This is who pays the bill. This is how you take me home. This is how you say goodnight. And our universe right. is the partner looking at us going, I'm never taking you out again. You know, you didn't even give me a job. You're just totally ignoring me. You, you have absolutely no trust that I can do my part of things. And I'm like, woo, have I been doing that with the universe lately? And so I back off and go, all right, you, you, you pick. <laughs> you we'll go wherever you feel like. <laughs> Just let's make it have a good time. And the universe can then stand in and step up and say, That's my girl. Let's go. <laughs> so, so I remind myself, like, oh, am I starting to try to over control? 
Nope. Pull back. So much, it sounds like so much self-inquiry and also self-awareness, you know, really yeah. truly being the witness of what's going on in your life and then yeah. choosing to direct it into a place of flow, which in a flow, there is no resistance. Yeah. I mean, it's flow dreaming. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can't. Yeah, so, yeah. so to clarify, flow dreaming is a technique. Mm-hmm. It's also a philosophy. And we've been talking a lot about the philosophy of it here, but right. the technique a- literally get into this state of no resistance. And I call it ease and flow. And again, polarity, there's pure resistance and there's pure flow. Uh-huh. And instead of just randomly letting ourselves just be, you know, bumped around, I'm like, I want to tell the universe, I want to be in a state of pure flow mm-hmm. because that's going to be my most natural state of being, of growth, of expansion, everything. And I, I want to stay away from resistance, you know, the gutter guides as much as I can, but I'm still going to get myself into, you know, hot water and trouble and get some of that resistance in my life. That's other people, frankly. I mean, right. Most things that happen to us that we don't like involve other people bringing their stuff to us. Because <laughs> you hear so. sometimes people saying, well, well, resistance is good and it'll strengthen you. Yeah, it will. Yeah. For you to learn best to not go that way next time. Mm-hmm. So you're not living in the resistance. It's only a teacher. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but here's another weird thing that I think happens a lot in personal growth. We we tend to think resistance is the only teacher over and over. And we're like, oh, I'm just getting so much, oh. you know, and I'm like, yes. yeah. And because but I'm learning so much from it. I'm like, right. hey, have you ever tried learning from being successful? Yeah. Right. Instead of have chaos. You, have you, yes. yeah. Have you had the experience of having enough money of feeling oh. blessed and, and grateful? You want it, but you've, have you actually created that yet for right. yourself? It's weird how many of us haven't because we get stuck and the resistance teaches us everything. But when you finally are in a state of receiving, it's like a new teaching. Yeah. People who want to be successful and they're always struggling. Yeah. It's like, well, your next obvious lesson to learn isn't how to conquer more resistance because you've done that one a million times, like repeating first grade over and over again. You've done it. You've done it. You know how to do that. You know, you're just staying with something you've already figured out how to do. Why not do something you haven't done? Like, yeah. can you be in a state of crazy success? Have you done that? They're like, no. I'm like, great. That's your next job. Go be that. <laughs> it's easier said than done, right? But yeah, some of have to start. Super, you're super smart, girl. You've been hanging out with all those people and getting super smart. <laughs> well, oh my God, I don't know. Seriously, wise. Because, you know, the thing is, is that you can, you know, you hear people just, you could just start over. It's not just starting over that going a different way. Like, don't go mm. down that same path when you start over. Because that path didn't work, right? So you have to shift a little bit and do different. Exactly. You know, and I I think we often dread doing different things Mm -hmm. because once we figured out something, like we've mastered it and we all like that feeling of being competent and capable and knowing it. Even if the thing that we know is dreadful and misery and I lost the job again and here we are tight on money again, we know it. We've done it over and over. So to let go of that thing, you know, even if it's a crappy thing Mm. and to go into something you completely don't know makes more of us like nervous than we would ever care to admit or realize. It's like the Buddhists call it child mind, go into child mind, meaning you don't know anything. I know You're, you're blank. You have to start and, and learn something right now. 
In fact, that reminds me of something Wayne Dyer used to say, paraphrasing it, right? Just coming from memory here. Hi, Wayne. (laughs) Every experience you go into, even if it's something you've done before and done before, and you're like, I know this, I know all this. Look for something that you don't know in it. Don't be so up in your own riches that you think you already know. And thereby you're telling the universe, F you, why did you bring me this? I already know this. That's kind of how we end up in those stuck positions. So if I'm talking with somebody and I'm like, I know everything you're already saying. I go, oh, oh, wait, pull back. You probably don't hear it differently, be different in it. I don't know, but it's here for a reason. We hear some of the same things over and over, right? And we tend to think, oh, I know that already. Maybe not. Because here it is again. And it's not by accident. Right. Sometimes you hear the same things over and over, but yet you never heard it really. And then like today, listening here, listening to you, I really needed to hear this today. And I know that many people who are listening needed to hear this. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. I hope I just gave you like lots of things to think about in different (sighs) ways. I'm, I'm a big fan of shower thoughts. You know, so tonight you're in the shower and you're like, God, she said that thing about flow being all these inner weavings of, of light and information. And <laughs> oh my God, now summer's a piece of me for eternity. Like, yeah. I hope like a thought comes up that you need. It'll be more like, in even, the bath, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like even that thought for me, yeah. makes me really careful. Like I said, I don't watch poltergeist or things like that now because mm. that becomes part of me forever. And I'm, I'm much choosier about the things I allow in. And being choosier basically means boundaries for me become a lot easier because I'm like, you're not going to be part of me. No, stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anything that sparks that kind of inquiry, I think is, I don't know. Your book, when did you write that book? It was it a long time ago. Well, I have two books. So the okay. latest one is Stuff Nobody Taught You. Okay. And I wrote that during the pandemic. Okay. Um, when you had and the space. So it, Yeah, I I finally had big chunks of empty time. Mm. I call it slow time. I need that, but I don't want a pandemic, but I need that. (laughs) I know. No, please don't. But yeah, so I wrote it there and and I realized when I suddenly had time to reflect a lot more, the ocean had pulled out and I was able to sift through all the stuff I had collected over. Mm -hmm. I realized I hadn't written a book in 11 years. And I said, I have 11 years worth of information to... Stick in here. Wow. Let's get it down. And then my my other book, uh, Flow Dreaming, came out with Hay House. Oh, boy, was it 2005? And then I have another book, too. I never talk about it. It's called Creative Flow Dreaming. (laughs) The child I never talk about. Yeah. The child I never talk about. (laughs) Yeah. It's always the one in the middle, too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So wait, what is that book? It's called Creative Flow Dreaming. Flow Dreaming is teaching people the technique of mm-hmm. moving into the space and communicating with the universe and so forth. Um, it's a really tiny book. It's a fast read. Uh, creative Flow Dreaming is where I start to unpack some philosophy around it. Like, wow, these are the things I've discovered doing this technique. Here's all the ways okay. you can look at the world, like big picture stuff. Like, what is God? What is source? Like, what are mm-hmm. how do things come together? And that's yeah. kind of like, we've talked a little about that. And then Stuff Nobody Taught You for me is um, it's 10 years of teaching. I had a program called me school. I wrapped up its 10th um, season this mm-hmm. year. And wow. I took all the teachings uh, from that school 
In fact, there's like 200 worksheets and everything that come with this book. And I put it in the book and I said, this is your manual for reinvention and releasing yourself from wherever you are snagged or stuck in your life. This, this is everything you need to know here. Here is the walk to walk, mm. you know, do this process and you will, you will move to the next stage of yourself. I think Gen so, Z needs that. You know why I think yeah. Gen Z needs that? Because we are so late. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So mm -hmm. we're late. And so they need that guidance a little bit. Yeah. To, you know, redefine themselves and create the world that they are meant to be yeah. in and have. Yeah. It's really for any, any age, yeah. to be honest, because- uh, well, you never know when you're going to hit that little bump of reinvention yeah. in your life. I'm late. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you start out with like, okay, now who am I going to become? Right. right. Where, where am I going next? Right there is your first invention. Yeah. Right. Like Gen Z. And then maybe you're 28 and you lose that job and you're like, oh my God, I do not want to stay in this industry anymore. There's so many people right now with that. Yeah. <laughs> You have a new invention right there. And then you have kids and you're like, I'm a parent. <gasps> Here comes another reinvention. So yeah. the, these reinventions are continuous and yeah. it's about learning how to embrace them yeah. and guide them as opposed to just get flattened by them and just see how you bob up from you know being smashed by the wave, which is what many of us feel like when we're going through reinventions. I love the name of your new book, the stuff they didn't... Stuff nobody taught you. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like that's been like everything that I do. <laughs> Weirdly, there's not another book on Amazon with that name. Usually books have, there's like 15 of them with the same name. There's so many books in the world. Right. So I saw that and I went, well, I've got stuff nobody ever taught you. That's for sure. Yeah. Talk about, you know, so it's, it's full personal growth, but uh. it's kind of named to make you think yeah, is did you just secretly and sneakily get me into personal growth i'm like yes i did you've been such a blessing mm -hmm. tell everybody where they can find you and listen to you all the time because i know i'll be listening to you all the time on your <laughs> on your podcast <laughs> well thank you i have like 700 and something 600 700 episodes up right now so um wow. yes find flow dreaming still kind of woo woo uh wherever you listen to your podcast like I said, it is a journey that, you know, you can listen to me literally over 19 seasons. So you can, you can watch me grow up <laughs> as my thinking changes year yes. by year and my teachings expand. My website is flowdreaming.com. And I have a couple of free uh, flow dreams people can download and start to actually learn the technique and experience it totally free. Don't expect them to be meditations. They are not. They are emotional. They are energy activations. They're to get you into flow space. But they're pretty cool. And I have an app. So pull up your phone, look for the Flow Dreaming app, and that will also teach you how okay. to do it. Like those are the best places to start. Awesome. And then your books, yeah. of course. And I'll put all this in the books. show notes for everybody. I just, I appreciate you. So I hope that we keep in touch. I just, I think you're wonderful. And I really align with you. <laughs> Thank you. I like you too. And I don't, I don't say that lightly. In fact, I believe very strongly that if you like somebody, tell them. If you love them, tell them. They're, those are words we use. We're far too stingy with words like that. Yeah, with people. I agree. I totally agree. Because if I'm ever in San Diego, let's go to the Whaley House. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing. I was trying. I want to know: Is there a haunted house that actually still has haunts in it? <laughs> Mine might. <laughs> the only haunted houses. You might. Yeah. 
honestly, the, the only places where I've really felt energies like yeah. that have been regular people's homes because they, they don't have the foot traffic. Yeah, they're know? not having so seances every night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. And thank you so much. It, it was so nice to meet you. Hugs and kisses. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul Podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.